0: You're listening to the Woman Who Chat podcast with me, your host, Sandra Garlick, a podcast where I chat to women in business who share their knowledge and top tips, especially for you. I also share my own tips to help you gain visibility fast so that you appear to be everywhere, even when you're not. I'm delighted to bring this podcast to you each week to inspire and motivate you to achieve. Enjoy the podcast. Woman Who Chat is sponsored by Grow Radio. Grow Radio is an online radio station dedicated to bringing you a different podcast on the hour, every hour. I'm proud that Woman Who Chat is played on Grow Radio every Tuesday at 3pm and Friday at 8am and to be a part of their podcasting community. If you want to listen to the station, explore their shows, check out many of the blogs to improve your podcasting skills or get your podcast onto Grow Radio. Head over to growradio.uk today. Welcome to Woman Who Chats. And today I'm doing an absolute first. This is the first man we've featured on Woman Who Chat. And this podcast has been going nearly two years now. So to feature our first man, I'm really excited. And I'd like to introduce you to Gus Bandal, the M Guru. Hi, Gus.
1: Hi Sandra, thank you so much for having me and I'm very proud and honoured to be you know, the first man on, on your podcast, so yeah, thank you.
0: Well, you were the first man that came to mind and I am going to interview a few men and chat to a few men this year. Well, Good. And I just thought, who better? I mean, I've known you a long time and we mm-hmm. met many years pre-MGuru yes. uh, through networking and you're an avid networker, aren't you?
1: I am. Yeah, I love networking. And I keep every year, like even one of my New Year's resolutions is I should do less networking and concentrate more on other things, etc. But I just I just love it so much. And so it's yeah, I might take that off my resolutions list, to be honest.
0: And you know I do all things visibility and I think that you probably are one of the most visible guys I know right now and it's all through you know being orange and we'll come on to that in a minute
1: (laughs) (laughs) because
0: everyone associates you with the colour orange and we'll talk about that and how that came about but tell us a little bit about your journey you know I always like to ask my guests how did you get to where you are now what brought you to this place
1: Wow. You know, it's interesting that everything, so I don't have any regrets in life and, you know, everything, all the little things that I've done in my life have led me to this point here kind of thing and will continue to lead me to various other points. So, you know, it's, you know, born in the late seventies, born in Coventry, born and bred in Coventry, et cetera, 18, did a marketing degree. After trying lots of other subjects and failing at the marketing, because was the one I wanted to do. It was the one I was good at. I worked for many corporate firms and all that kind of stuff. Worked for local government, etc. And then I left that all behind to run a pub, <laughs> and that's where the M guru really kind of grew. Because while I was running the pub, because I had to do everything, I was you know I was the landlord of a pub, so it's basically the staffing, the recruitment, the cashing up, the cleaning up, you know, and I was involved in the kitchen and cleaning pipes and all this other kind of stuff, you know, on top of like serving customers and actually making sure everybody's happy. And then I had to do the social media to get, you know, bombs on seats. So what I, essentially, many years of marketing theory, I got to implement it while I was running a pub. Mm-hmm. And that's where my marketing agency kind of was born because I thought I, other people should be able to outsource this service because it's not, you know, as you are well aware, as a business owner, you have to wear a million hats. And if mm-hmm. I can help somebody wear, the marketing hat on their behalf then that's kind of where it came from so t- 2017 I started my own marketing agency and I've been doing this ever since
0: fantastic fantastic I didn't know about the pub so you learn <laughs> something new every day absolutely um, and it's you know you are a sort of social media agency and you support me but you specialize in LinkedIn don't you
1: that's correct yeah that's and again it. It's one of those things that I always tell people that you should really concentrate on one or two channels and really kind of, you know, make the most of those channels. As a social media manager, I I think I've got about 40 different apps, social media apps on my phone, some that some people have never heard of, some that I've hardly ever heard of. But LinkedIn was where I made, where I got the most clients, where I was having the most conversations, where I was building the most relationships. And it just kind of grew from there. And now I help other businesses to do the same.
0: And i mean i've been i was an early adopter of linkedin back in 2005 or 2006 and yeah. i was saying to people i used to do linkedin training believe it or not yes. uh just for fun really and i was saying to all these business people you know this isn't just a cv this is going to be huge this is going to mm. be the professionals network this is where it's all going to happen yeah. you know and and so many people were so anti linkedin and frightened of it and mm. they they'd used it like a CV. They got it all nice and shiny, yeah. got their all-star at the time, that was what, what you got. <laughs> yes, like yeah. um, I don't even know if they still do that. And then suddenly, you know, people then stopped using it. You know, they felt they were set up and didn't use it. And, I, you know, I educate the women that I work with and I say, it's all about engagement, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, like, obviously, You've been on LinkedIn for a long time. You, One of the things that I see that you do, Sandra, is that you use it exactly how it should be used in terms of you share your life, you journal your life, you have conversations, you meet people because ultimately, and I know it's a cliche, but it's a cliche because it's true. People buy from people, you know, and you're absolutely right. I think there's still there are millions of people that use it just as a CV, just like I'm going to post. I'm going to either look for a job or I'm going to hire somebody if I run a company and all that kind of stuff. And that's kind of where it stops. But actually it's the long-term relationship building, which LinkedIn is great for. And I think it's one of the, one of the only places where you can really have two way conversations.
0: Yeah. And one of the other things I talk about a lot is, you know, sharing bits of you, you know, as you say, people buy from people, but you have to give a little bit, don't you? You have to give yeah. a little bit of bit you out there because mm. I think, People are nosy. People like to know things about yeah. people. And, you know, if you put a personal post on on LinkedIn, I know people say this isn't Facebook, but I think it's become, since the pandemic, it's become more acceptable to put personal posts on. Mm. Far more engagement than the business posts because people just like them. They like yeah. that sort of stuff.
1: Absolutely. I mean, you know, I call LinkedIn the digital water cooler. It's the place where people have conversations like, you know, like you're at work and you talk about work and all that kind of stuff. And then you go to the water cooler to talk about what you did last night, what you watched on TV, what you ate, you know, what you're doing later on and all that kind of stuff. And I think that's where LinkedIn really comes into its own because it's having those water cooler conversations. And it's where people get to know you. I think that's the thing. Otherwise, we're just all the same. We're just saying this is my job. This is how much I charge. Please give me some money. And quite frankly, anybody can do that, right?
0: Yeah. And it's all about standing out for the right reasons and Mm. uh, yourself visible. Yeah. So where did the orange come in? Because, I mean, (laughs) everything I see is orange. You you know, your branding, your newsletter, your clothes, your shoes, everything. You know, you are so branded. It's unbelievable. And everybody knows you because of it.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I really appreciate that. I think that's the the thing is, when I started my business, it came from so the whole Terry's Chocolate Orange thing. So I used to teach people about segmentation, and I used to use Terry's Chocolate Oranges as that. And to be honest, I forgot about it until I had a meeting with the Chamber of Commerce and Marie Stevenson, one of the kind of the Chamber advisors, she reminded me of it. And I was like, oh, yeah, I used to do that kind of thing. It was really weird. So that's kind of where the story came from. But the orange bit, other aside from the Terry's Chocolate Orange, was When I started my business, the branding was going to be purple and silver. And I spoke to a branding specialist and went through a number of colors. And when I saw it in purple and silver, I said, oh, that looks terrible. And I said, oh, can we try black and orange? And actually, so we went through, it's a long story, but we went through color charts and all that kind of stuff. The black is supposed to signify luxury and the orange signifies warmth, And they kind of, they go together. And as soon as I saw it, I was like, right, that's the color. And then obviously being a marketer and being, having to be visible and standing out and being different to other people, it just kind of grew from there. I started sending out orange chocolate to people and yeah, yeah, just branding. I've got orange trainers, I've got orange bandanas and turbans and clothes and and all the rest. I haven't got an orange car yet. My wife said that's the one thing we can't have. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately. Oh, we, li- sure. we live sure on a main road. List. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's definitely on the list. Yeah, we live on a main road. And she's like, no,
0: that's the last thing we need. And I was like, okay, fair enough. <laughs> but it's got you noticed. So it's work. Yeah. You know, and I, 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 yeah. I remember all I was desperate to get was the Easter egg with the orange twirl in it. You know, <laughs> yeah. Up one of those eggs and you brought one to me and but it's those little things you know the orange Mm. twirls the orange uh, chocolate oranges all those sort of things they're little things that you use in your marketing aren't they to get engagement and things
1: yeah absolutely you know it's one of those things you know marketing is all about being memorable it's being visible it's standing out and for whatever I'm remembered for like I'm not like I'm not a chocolate maker I'm not Willy Wonka obviously but People, you know, people associate things like whether it's the orange trainers or the orange clothes or the orange chocolate, etc. It's kind of it makes people think about something. You know, I have branded pens, I have branded notebooks, you know, which I send out and all that kind of stuff. And it's just that the the combination of, oh, here's something here. And it makes me think of Gus. And you just never know where somebody thinks, oh, actually, I now need to speak to Gus because I need some of his services or, or whatever it may be. So I think that's, you know, it's the correlation between the two.
0: And I bet people
1: send you orange things as well, don't they? <laughs> they do. It's, uh, my wife hates orange chocolate, so that's one thing. So obviously, you know, I've, I've put on a few stone thanks to clients and stuff. But also, yeah, people see orange stuff and they tag me in it on social media as well, kind of thing. And it could be any, you know, it could be anything. Like people see orange cars or orange bikes or orange doors or whatever, and they'll they'll take a photo and tag me in. And uh, I get a lot of orange chocolate at Christmas, which is great. It takes me until Easter to eat it, and and then I buy loads of Easter eggs, so it's uh, you know. It's, <laughs>
0: Brilliant, brilliant. It's a great marketing tactic. I absolutely love it. I'm briefly interrupting this podcast. Have you ever watched a speaker on stage and thought, oh, I'd love to do that one day? Have you wondered how they can stand on stage and speak without notes so confidently? Do you wish that you could banish the nerves and anxiety and know exactly what to say? Then you need to attend the One Day Speaker boot camp on Sunday the 28th of January. It's a day packed full of content and you'll walk away with a blueprint for a keynote speech that you can deliver confidently on stage again and again. Book your place now at womanwho.co.uk forward slash events. There are also monthly payment options available. Just get in touch. Now back to the podcast. Obviously, you're a man who, you're a man who supports Woman Who, you've been a judge. How did that feel for you, you know, when you were judging women in business coming through? Because obviously, you're a business owner, you understand the journey. What did you sort of, what would, I'd be interested to hear, you know, what was your impression and how did you feel about the judging process?
1: One of the things about being a judge at the Woman Who Awards was the fact that I didn't feel out of place, if that makes sense. You know, I don't, it's not a although it's a women's network, it's not a women only network. And I think that's the thing. And that's so I absolutely felt part of it, it kind of, you know, it kind of took to it like a duck to water and what I saw. So, again, a long story. One of my first ever networking events was an event in Leamington, they don't do it anymore. And I invited one of my female friends to come along. And I never really kind of saw this before. But I heard all the men kind of talking down to her. And it was very much like, oh, where's your husband? Or D- is your husband the boss and all that kind of stuff. And it was uh, like, I, and because I invited her along, I felt incredibly bad kind of thing. And And so I understand why some networks exist. And actually, particularly with the Woman Who Awards, it was great to be able to kind of t- to see the applications, to see what kind of people were writing. And the fact that there were some ridiculously powerful women as part of that kind of thing. And it, they're powerful, not because they're women, but because of what they do and what they've learned and, and all that kind of stuff. And to celebrate them was just, yeah, just fabulous. You know, seeing them on stage, winning awards, being, you know, being nominated in the first place. Yeah. I, I thought it was just, is fabulous. And it's a really, you know, there's a lot of kudos obviously to you and to everybody else involved that that make sure that kind of recognition happens.
0: Yeah, and I've always said that, you know, men are always welcome at my events, men are always, and that's one thing about the awards, there are quite a lot of men in the audience, mm. not just because they're there, they are there to support their partners, their wives, whatever, but yeah. colleagues as well, and it's really interesting that they come up to me afterwards and say, wow, that was so inspirational, mm. and when you're putting stuff out there, just aimed at women you don't realize that that actually I get lots of messages from men as well saying oh I really enjoyed that that was really good or (laughs) I love that post on socials or so although I'm speaking to women I'm actually speaking to men as well without realizing it because they can be inspired exactly in exactly the same way yeah
1: Absolutely. You know, I'm also uh, part of a group called Digital Women, which is run by a lady called Lucy Hall. And what she does is, so her goal is to help a million women to become like upskilling kind of like digital, like social media, etc. But men are involved in the network as well, for example, such as me, because she said, although I have my goal, which is to empower women, that doesn't exclude anybody else, because obviously, everybody is part of the journey, etc. And I really feel that with Women Who as well. I think it's very much kind of Everybody feels invested in, you know, you, the, the common goal of empowering women.
0: Yeah, and it's why I had the the Man Who Award last year hmm. because I wanted to recognise the men who have supported women Who along the journey. Yeah. Um, and this year I'm inviting men to nominate themselves as well. I don't think they will. Most, of it, It's really in- interesting. And, and I'll make
1: a note. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, get, you're nominating yourself. And it's about, there's lots of men out there who support women. I couldn't run my awards and my events without mm-hmm. my suppliers. And they're predominantly men because I work well with them and we've got a, you know, I've worked with them for my AV and my photography, all those things. I've got some great male suppliers and they're part of my network as well. So I absolutely love that. Mm. Uh, I'm gonna throw something out there. So we had a a little, the odd conversation on LinkedIn and things like that. And you put out a while ago that you wanted to speak at more places. And you know, I do my speaker boot camps and things. And it, it's interesting because one of the things I was saying to the ladies, if you don't put it out there that you want to speak, nobody will know. Don't yeah. expect it just to happen. And you did. You put it out there. You want to? You said, I want to speak in more places. And you have this year, haven't you? Mm-hmm. You've spoken a lot on a lot of stages. So yeah. was that in response to you putting it out there or have you actively worked to make that happen?
1: You know, for me, it was a combination because I think the very first big event that I spoke at was the FSB Business Bootcamp, thanks to you. Like you asked me and you said, could you speak? And it was the event in 2022. And that was, you know, up until that point, I had been speaking at like, you know, local networking events, you know, to 10, 15, 20 people, etc. And that was 300 people. And you said, would you like to speak? And then you put me on last kind of thing, which was great. So I was like, I was closing the event as well. And it was really And then you said, Oh, no slides. So then I was like, Oh, now, yeah. So I was like, Oh, no. But it was, you know, and the thing is that really kind of lit a fire in me in terms of because so many people spoke to me afterwards. They came up to me and they were asking me questions and they wanted support with their marketing and social media and LinkedIn. And it was that. And I was like, Well, I should be able to impart my knowledge to more people. So then obviously manifestation is nothing without action so as much as I manifest I want to speak on stages you have to tell people so then I started telling people I was like oh if you know anybody who wants a speaker and, and all that kind of stuff and because I started writing content about it on LinkedIn I started getting more opportunities mm. and this year in particular so my so for example my word of the year for 2023 was amplify because I really wanted to amplify amplify myself and this year I've spoken at for example, the biggest social media event in the UK. I spoke at the National Help to Grow Conference. I'm also speaking at the FSB Business Bootcamp. So for some reason, you've asked me back. So I'll be doing that next year. And it's just, again, it's that taking action of just saying, this is me. This is what I can talk about. This is what I want to deliver to, I want to impart my knowledge. And I think that's that's also the other thing, wanting to impart your knowledge, as opposed to just saying, I love the sound of my own voice. Please give me some adulation. It's actually being able to deliver something and wanting to deliver that.
0: Yeah. And it's, you know, I'd, I'd say to my people that come on my boot camps, I say, basically, you either want to impart your knowledge, uh, educate your audience, mm. or you want to inspire or motivate your audience or a yeah. combination of both. Mm. It's not just standing up and telling your story. It's making people go away and take action to do something. I When I speak to an audience, I want at least one person in that audience to go away and do something as a result of something I've shared. And I think, you know, if you've got the power to do that, it's a great thing. And I, mm. I did see your cheeky post the other day about speaking in Vegas. Is that on the, <laughs> yes. list? Is that on the list for
1: 2024? <laughs> yes. Uh, well, I, well, maybe not 2024, but I hope so. I mean, if somebody's willing to pay for me to go to Vegas. But I, I think it's it's finding the right events. And I, obviously, I mean, I love Vegas. I think it's one of the greatest places in the world. If I could speak on a stage there, it would be great. But the the, the and although that post was slightly tongue in cheek, it's actually about Speaking on bigger stages and being, and again, educating, motivating, kind of being, hopefully, uh, get people to implement something that I've taught them, and wherever that may be, whether it's in Las Vegas or Lancashire, it doesn't matter. I'm, you know, I'm happy to, I'm happy to deliver those talks to the right audience.
0: Well, I did say, you know, I've always wanted to speak in America, too. And if we don't yeah. get invited, we'll just make it happen.
1: Absolutely. We'll just, Let's do it. It's yeah, our yeah. own
0: Vegas event, where, wherever that may be. <laughs>
1: yeah. Was like, yeah. It'll, it'll have to be on the Strip somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm thinking Caesars Palace, maybe, you know, so, <laughs> yeah. Think
0: big and then think yeah. bigger. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Exactly. exactly. Yeah.
0: We'll just fly in by helicopter. <laughs> yeah.
1: Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely.
0: Oh dear. Anyway, the so what's on the horizon, Gus? I mean, obviously you've said you amplify was your word for twenty twenty three. Have you picked your word for twenty twenty four yet?
1: I have, but I don't like it, so I'm still thinking about it. But the the word I've picked is focus, and that's because so. This year, my business has grown thanks to a lot of speaking gigs, thanks to being amplified. You know, I've got my email marketing, I kind of got a lot of prowess on LinkedIn, I'm posting a lot, I'm you know, I'm getting a larger audience, etc. And I think 2024 is the year where I kind of consolidate a lot of that. So it's particularly kind of focusing on the things that I'm good at and the things that my ideal clients and, you know, the people around me need me to teach them rather than be everything. Like when I started my business six years ago, I was like, All things to all men. I basically did social media management, social media training, SEO, graphic design, website build, and all this kind of stuff. And I don't do, to be honest, most of that stuff I don't do anymore. So it's, yeah, it's the year of focusing and finding those clients that need exactly what I deliver, which is LinkedIn training.
0: And it's about niching down, isn't it? I Mm. think once you niche, once you really hone down on what you actually deliver, you become known for that and they become the expert in that. And it Mm. You're doing something and you're passionate about it and it's in your zone of genius. You've cracked it, really. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I think that's exactly it. Yeah, zone of genius is a great phrase because I think that's exactly what it is. I think too many business owners try to be all things to all men and try to deliver everything and just say yes It's the old Richard Branson line say yes and work it out later and that's great but if you can't work it out then you've let people down so I think that's the other thing say yes to the things that you're really good at because that's what you get known for and you know it's all LinkedIn is all about word of mouth referrals right people talk to other people and say oh you should use Gus for this or you should use Gus for that etc so I think
0: that's the focus for me. You are not the only LinkedIn expert out there. There's other LinkedIn experts out there. But you don't see them as competition. You're actually working with some of them as well, aren't you?
1: I am, yeah. So, you know, I could name quite a few, but I work with a lot of, alongside a lot of LinkedIn trainers, LinkedIn experts, et cetera, because we all learn from each other. And I think that's that, that's the other thing. I mean, John Experian is the one that we I think we'd name because he and I are actually co-organized, along with a gentleman called Jeremy Freeman, we're co-organizing the UK's first LinkedIn conference next March as well. And it's that we're bringing lots of LinkedIn specialists from around the world. There's lots of people in the UK that are coming to obviously to to listen to them. But we all learn from each other. I think that's the thing. Once you start, once you work in a silo or try working by yourself or just kind of thinking everybody else is competition, etc., you don't personally. I don't really think you you get that far. It's it's the classic case of if you want to go far, you know, work with other people. kind of thing. That's not the exact phrase, but you know what I mean.
0: <laughs> it's collaboration over competition, isn't it? I mean, Absolutely. I'm joining forces with three other women in business networks mm. to deliver the great women in business meetup yeah. in March for International Women's Day. You know, mm. we decided we all run d- women in business networks, but they complement each other rather yeah. than compete. So we said, why mm. put on an event together? And I think that's great that you're doing the LinkedIn conference because I think, you know, it brings all that expertise under one roof. Yeah. And the audience are going to get so much more from that rather than Hmm. one person. I don't want them because I'm a competition with them. And I think it's a different way of looking at things. Absolutely.
1: Even you know, even on LinkedIn, like I, I, I teach people organic LinkedIn, I do like content strategy, I teach people how to use sales navigator, et cetera. But stuff that I don't do is like like career mode or recruitment mode or LinkedIn ads yet. Whereas other people are the experts. So even on one singular platform, I can't say that I know 100% of that platform. And that's where I would bring other people in. So people, and again, it's about that collaboration to make sure that the client gets what they need. Same with the conference, same with like the LinkedIn conference, same with obviously the the show that you're doing with the other three ladies. I think it's all about collaboration for the good of the people that are attending, for the good of the audience, for the good of, you know, to, to support others, basically.
0: Yeah. Well, it sounds as if you've got exciting times ahead. You've already yes. got that conference scheduled in March and you've got other things on the horizon. Who knows, Las Vegas may drop into your lap as well. Well,
1: I hope uh, so, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it's been absolutely fantastic speaking to you. I will drop all your links in the show notes so people can get in touch with you. So much. Um But I see on the if you're watching this on a screen, we've got at MGuruUK. Is that your social media? how people can find you that's my
1: handle yeah that's my suffix on everywhere linkedin instagram facebook twitter maybe not so much twitter forget twitter for now but yeah find me on linkedin that's my suffix mguru uk yeah
0: guru uk that's great well today i've been speaking to gus bandal of mguru uk thank Thank you you so much thank you so much Sandra. thank you for listening to the woman who chat podcast i hope you enjoyed it Join me next week for more inspiration, learning, and top tips. In the meantime, visit womanwho.co.uk to find out how you can start your Woman Who journey, or even feature on a future podcast. You can also join the Woman Who Achieves community on Facebook. The link is in the show notes. There, you'll get the opportunity to network, find support, and make new connections with over a 1,000 women in business. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss next week's podcast. And if there are any topics you would like to hear, just get in touch with me, your host, Sandra Garlic.